Hey guys, welcome back to One Hit Wander. It's me, it's Evan, the one and only. Um, I'm recording this show in shorts, which is fantastic news. Uh, today I want to talk to you guys about Work Song by Hozier. Take a second, listen to the track, and then come back and uh, hopefully you'll learn something new today. Alright everybody, so Hozier is an incredible artist, but before we get to that, I need to talk about the fact that I'm wearing shorts right now, because it's a big deal. Like, it's March in central Indiana, which means the temperature is 60 degrees right now, and then in the weekend, it's going to get lower, but we're getting to that point uh, where the temperature's heading up. Hopefully for you guys, wherever you're at, uh, the temperature is comfortable and you're surviving, but... I was kind of fed up with winter, so I'm glad that uh, I'm finally able to bust out the old khakis and dust them off, and uh, now we're here, and I'm talking on my music podcast about the fact that I'm wearing shorts, but I'm that's how excited I am about it, guys. This is a big deal. If you know me, you know I love wearing shorts. I wear them too much. Um, also, big deal, apparently, my wedding is in six months from when this episode drops. So this episode drops on March 14th, and I am going to be married in six months, which is just insane. It is um, crazy. Uh, In case you guys didn't know, I'm marrying Olivia. She and I co-hosted an episode, um, Hunger and Thirst by Typhoon. I believe it was episode eight or nine, maybe. I don't have it in front of me. I guess I should have taken better notes. Um... But the two of us are going to be married in six months, and that's awesome. We're going to be co-hosting a couple episodes here, um, definitely over that span of time. But then we might be looking at uh, kind of co-hosting the show permanently, and that's always an adventure. So we'll figure that out uh, as we kind of get closer to that time. Until then, you're just stuck with me and the occasional times that I can convince my friends to come on the show. (laughs) So uh, nervous laugh. (laughs) But uh, anyway... I want to talk to you guys about Work Song because I enjoy this song. Um, not because this song makes me feel good um, and happy, because if you hopefully you've listened to it at this point, it is a very not happy song. It is a very um, emotionally taxing song if you really listen to it, if you can kind of get yourself into that place of what the inspiration is from the track and... Um, like what what kind of mood they're going for. It isn't it isn't very hard to feel some sadness there, but then when we get into kind of diving deeper, this it, it keeps getting heavier, and, and we're going to talk about that. Um, in case you've never listened to Hozier, check out his stuff. He just recently released a new album, all very good. I enjoy just about every one of his tracks. They are all similar. Um, they're not all the same, but they all follow that a similar vein. He tries to be very folky um, with his sound, and it just works. He's really good at it. His and um, coupled with his songwriting and his use of words um, that is much better than mine, and much better than a lot of people that I've ever interacted with um, on any level. He is definitely worth checking out and being aware of. And so that's why we're here today. Um, Work Song was... So when Hozier was first like releasing music, um, 
I came in contact with him with one of his another one of his songs, arguably his more most popular song, "Take Me to Church." Um, it was the song that they used for the commercial for the Beats by Dre um, wireless headphones. The very first model, I think they're called Power Beats. Um, and like LeBron was in the commercial, I can't remember if he was at Miami or in Cleveland at that point. And uh, like LeBron is working out to this song, which I always thought was weird. Um, but I remember hearing the song on the commercial and being like, dang, like I'm into this. Um, and at that point, obviously, Hozier's album had been out. Uh, his first full-length album was a self-titled, so it's called Hozier. Um, he had done a uh, kind of an EP uh release uh, just a couple singles um i think it was like six six or seven tracks long um that that ep is called from eden i think eden is somewhere in the title um there aren't very many songs if any that are different from songs featured on um hosier the album so you don't have to worry too much about it um but I remember, so yeah, so Take Me to Church was a song that got me like into Hozier. But then when I listened to the album, I was like, man, I'm vibing. Like I can vibe with this guy. Like he's got uh, Jackie and Wilson is a really, it's a really peppy track on there. You can play that pretty much any party and you'll be pretty okay. Um, Take Me to Church is like, uh, you got to want to listen to it, I guess. Like it definitely isn't for everybody kind of song. Um, and then you get songs like Work Song that are like, I would not listen to Work Song with anybody else. Like, I enjoy... Work Song is one of those songs that I would listen to and be like, I'm only going to listen to this on my own. I want to experience this on my own. I want to I want to feel it on my own. Um, I just kind of want to be alone in this for a second. And that's okay. That's awesome, I think. I, I have a bunch of songs um, that are like that for me. Um, I feel that way about actually a couple more Hozier tracks. Um, I feel that way about a lot of the metal that I listen to. Like I don't enjoy listening to metal with somebody else. Partially because I don't want to deal with the judgment of somebody who doesn't understand metal. Um, But I also just like, I just kind of want to jam in those moments. I just want to listen to music. Um, and those songs, there are others, obviously, it's not just Hozier and Metal, um, but those songs are songs that I want to experience by myself. And so I feel like like I was doing some research for Work Song, and I felt almost like I was kind of ruining the song for myself. I, I think like not fully knowing, not knowing 100% what's going on is okay with this one. I feel like I can talk about it enough to fill half an hour. Um, and if I can't, obviously, you know, let me know. Um, but uh, it is definitely pretty straightforward. Um, first, let's kind of look at Hozier himself. Like I said, uh, Hozier's self-titled album, uh, first studio full-length album, um, released in 2014. So I had... I don't know when I was graduating high school in 2014 slash starting college. Um, so this was kind of right when I first really got into alternative music. And so obviously Hozier's going to have a little special spot in my heart there. Uh, I did not know that he's Irish. Um, it doesn't matter. I just thought that was a fun fact. Um, all of the songs on Hozier, it said, I 
read some research. I read some stuff that said, read some research. I read some stuff that said it was a few of the songs. Um, One guy said many of the songs. I'm going to say most, if not all of his songs, have some sort of romantic twinge to them. Um, He just writes from the heart, and the heart for him involves love. It involves that emotion, that connection, whether it's good love, bad love. Um, he kind of writes stuff that kind of fits for both. And and I I think that's, as I'm a hopeless romantic, I think that fits for me really well. I really enjoy that part of his music and that aspect of it. Um, in an interview describing with specifically Work Song, um, or no, I'm pretty sure he was talking about the whole album. Maybe, I don't know. I could be wrong. I guess, I again, I should have taken better notes. <laughs> I do this all the time. Um he obvi- he points out that it's obviously he's either coming out of or going into a relationship in all of the songs. They're not all necessarily framed about one person. They're framed about one emotion. And so I, th- I think that's really cool. I think that allows us as listeners to apply the songs to ourselves in the way that best works for us. Um, that's really cool. Versus songs like... Um, like Detroit Rock City, um, Cleveland Rocks, like songs that are very, I don't know why those are the two songs that came to my mind, but those are the two, like two songs that are very specific. Like you can listen to that and appreciate it, but you're not going to really appreciate it unless you've been to Detroit or been to Cleveland or um, some of Hozier's songs you're not going to appreciate unless you've like been in love or been through a bad breakup. But you can also listen to tracks like Work Song and be okay with, having not like you're going to be all right you're going to be able to get pretty deep into the song pretty deep into the feelings without having gone through something like what Hozier's gone through whether that's heading out of a relationship or going into a relationship whatever um the track it's the ninth on the album uh long it's long it lasts uh three minutes and 50 seconds which for Hozier is pretty average. His stuff's a little. His songs are a little longer, but he allows um, for some instrumentation to fill some gaps in there um, instead of cutting stuff short. And it, it's really pretty. I enjoy it. It's um, very. It's very enjoyable to listen to. Hozier's good chill out music. Um, even though "Take Me to Church" definitely kind of gets your heart moving, you can still kind of just relax to it in the background. Pretty good. Um, overall genre for the album for the track. Uh, like folk blues spiritual kind of stuff, even uh, his peppier stuff because of his voice. It's so morbid isn't the right word. Um, It is so it's haunting. I mean, he's got a bit of a haunting voice um, that because of that, everything he sings is just a little, it's a little sad. Um, And this work song is heavy enough and sad enough at points that he's, he's using that to his full advantage um, but then also you get songs like Jackie and Wilson where he's he's got like the he's bringing baggage into the song voice like that's kind of what his his voice carries baggage um, and that's really cool and you don't get that a lot. Um, one of the artists that comes to mind immediately for me is Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. Um, I'll talk about them in the later episode. I'm sure they have a great song um, SOB that is. A phenomenal track. They have a couple other songs as well that feature some deep dives into personal emotions and personal experiences that are 
there the singer's voice and the use of the instruments allows for an expression and an experience beyond just like reading their words on the page or like watching a movie um it is it's an experience and with Hozier, I feel like every time I listen to work song, I, I feel and experience some sort of emotion that is a little sadder. Like I said, I, I want to listen to the song alone. I don't necessarily think when I listen to the song that I'm going to be depressed at the end of it. I'm going to be so much sadder than what I was when I started. Sadder, more sad. Um, at the end of the day, this song is just... Like it's very personal and it matters what you've experienced, and that's kind of how you experience the song. And it's really cool. Hozier does that really well, uses that really well to his full advantage. So let's get into the breakdown a little bit. Um, song starts, um, you get this uh, kind of a moan, like a choral moan, um, and you get snaps, um, whether that's snaps or it's obviously influenced by. Um, uh, slave work songs um, from the 1800s and uh, that kind of I- that idea of um, like you get the the rhythm of the work whether that uh, the example I'm thinking of is um, oh brother where art thou uh, you see throughout that movie them working on the chain gang um, and they're singing um, the song is called Po Lazarus it's about Lazarus um, and uh that song, they are singing the song to the rhythm of them smashing the rocks with their sledgehammers. And so um, that is the same sort of sound that you're getting at the beginning of this. I don't know what it is, but that that is the obvious reference to Hozier wanting you to know what the um, what is going on, what his influences are, what... Um, the overall jive of the song is going to be. You look at um, the choral moan. So the choral moan keeps going. You get the tempo. You get the tempo kind of set with the with the rhythmic snapping or um, digging, hitting, whatever that is. And then you get Hozier that just kind of weaves his way in there. His voice is um, his voice is very cloudy, murky, smoky. It just kind of feels its way in there. I don't know why I went feels. I moved my hand too for everybody watching at home. So, um, so he goes in boys working on empty. Is that the kind of way to face the burning heat? I just think about my baby. I'm so full of love. I could barely eat. So pretty straightforward boys working on empty boys. Um, I'm working on empty boys. We're working on empty, whatever's going on there. Uh, they're working and they're struggling to get the work done. Um, is that the kind of way to face the burning heat? Like this is no, this is, we should not be doing this basically pretty straightforward. Um, I just think about my baby. I'm so full of love. I could barely eat. So right here we get the first reference to his, the feelings in this relationship. We don't know if the feelings are reciprocated at this point. We know that whatever's going like he's thinking uh, he's working on empty, um, because of how hard the work is, because of how hot it is. And then at the same time, he's thinking about his baby, baby. Um, and I'm so full of love, I could barely eat. And so that juxtaposition right there is, is very interesting to me. He's working on empty, but he's so full of love, he can barely eat. And so 
he's just kind of it just kind of uh, contradicts himself there. I don't. I, it obviously it has to be purposeful because it's there, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, definitely not something that we need to be too worried about. Um, so then there's nothing sweeter than my baby. We get into the second part of the verse. Uh, I'd never want once from the cherry tree cause my baby's sweet as can be. She gives me toothaches just from kissing me. So when I, I hesitate there on the toothaches part because when I, I just, I've never caught until I looked at it tonight before I started recording this episode. I never caught what he was saying there. And two things makes so much sense because he's talking about how sweet she is. Or how, yeah, how sweet she is. Um, so there's nothing sweeter than my baby. I never want once from the cherry trees. So cherries are sweet. He's never going to want. He never would want anything sweet because his baby is there. Um, she because my baby's sweet as can be. She gives me toothaches just from kissing me. Um, Sugar, cavities, all that jazz. Brush your teeth two times a day. Floss once a day. Whatever. I don't don't floss. Solid solid point to uh, confess to everybody. I don't floss nearly as much as I should. I don't know if anybody else does. Good for you. Um, Proud of you. Your dentist is proud of you. Um, Yeah, that's, that's that's my PSA for the day. We get into the course, um, when my time comes around, lay me gently in the cold, dark earth. No grave can hold my body down. I'll crawl home to her. He repeats the chorus a second time. The chorus is the best part of the song. Um, you get uh, some piano that comes in there. Um, it's very simple instruments. You get something keeping the rhythm. It's that tapping sound, the digging, the hitting, whatever it is. And then you get the sound of the piano just kind of bangs in there and it's, it's kind of a saloony piano. Um, if you don't know what I mean there, saloony, like it's kind of out of tune. It's, I'm pretty sure I'm trying to, I might be trying to like finagle my own knowledge into it, but it sounds like it's an upright grand or an upright baby grand. Um, that like it has been sitting in out West for like ever and it's dusty and dirty and somebody just sits down and smacks the keys and plays and they match the chords and everything's all right. Um, it is haunting again. Haunting is the word for Hozier, I think. Um, and when you get that piano that comes into the chorus, you definitely get that. Um, you can just get that weight and it is amazing. Um, I don't have better words to describe it. I wish I did. Um, if you've listened to it, you know what I'm talking about. You know that this is not a, this is not your kid's song. Like this is something. This is a song that like you're not gonna get it unless you've kind of felt something like this or felt feeling similar. Um, you don't necessarily have to have experienced. But like I said, you gotta you gotta just kind of even just a little bit of feeling is all that you need to really get into this song, sadness, um, love, whatever. Um, we get to again, like I said, again, um, when my time comes around, lay me gently in the cold dark earth. No grave can hold my body down. I'll crawl home to her. So, working obviously with the references to to the chain gang to that idea. Um, people died on the chain gang all the time. Uh, hard work, 
horrible conditions, horrible treatment from superiors, from supervisors, whatever. Um, people died all the time. So the singer, the narrator, Hozier, is saying, when my time comes, bury me. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get back to her. Um, I just, as a hopeless romantic shining through right here, that is like awesome to me. I love that line. Um, I can vibe with that line, especially like, it doesn't matter. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get to Olivia. Like it doesn't matter what happens to me. I'll get to her. Um, so I can, I can vibe with that for sure. Um, so then, yeah, so the chorus goes twice and then we get into, uh, the bridge. Um, there is some, like the, when I say instrumentation with this song, it really is just that, that rhythmic hitting, um, some guitar, a little bit of guitar, a little bit of guitar, a little bit of piano, um, you get that chorus in the background. Um, they do kind of offer some background vocals when he's singing the chorus. Um, very subtle, very supplemental to what Hozier is singing. Very, very fitting. It doesn't. It does not take away from Hozier at all. It only adds on to him, and it's very good and very enjoyable. Um, in case you can't tell, I love this song. <laughs> um, in the bridge, my babe would ha- never fret none. About what my hands and my body done. If the Lord don't forgive me, I'd still have my babe and my babe would have me. So this can get really meta and you can talk about like what your what the past is that you're bringing into a relationship. This can also be very simple and kind of carrying on that motif of the chain gang where his babe, so the narrator, Hozier's babe, baby, girl, lover, love interest does not care that he's a criminal. They're still going to love each other. Now, the interesting thing is when you start thinking about if she would reciprocate that, if if she truly doesn't care, or, um, and again, this kind of brings me back to O oh Brother, Where Art Thou, where um, Everett is on the chain game. Oh, I don't know if this is a spoiler. Is this a spoiler? Um, it it kind of might be, I guess. I don't know. Um, but anyway, sorry, I just am having a bit of a conniption. I'm trying to decide if I can spoil old brother or art thou for you. Um, I'm just going to go for it. So Everett is on the chain gang. He's talking about getting back with his wife and he finally finds his wife. Um, and she's already married. Uh, she's married to somebody else. I don't know. I can't remember. I haven't seen this movie in so long, but I can't remember if the marriage is like official or if it's just kind of like they're getting close to being married. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, she does not reciprocate the love that he has, the love enough to get just back to her. The whole That's the whole point of the movie is that he gets back with her. And there's some other subplots that get in there. And John Goodman is in it. It's a Coen Brothers film. It's very good. Um, loosely based on the Odyssey. Highly recommend checking out Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, but that, so when you think about that, I feel like that's something interesting that Hozier doesn't touch on that I think allows us to kind of write our own story, create our own narrative um, outside of what we're given in the song. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for that part of the bridge. You get to the second part. When I was kissing on my baby, right here he strains his voice and kind of, he's like, when I was kissing on my baby, Um, kind of screaming out in anguish and pain from not, it was, was, it is, was, it was, it is past tense. It is not happening now. Um, and she'd put her love down soft and sweet. And the low lamp light, I was free. 
Oh, sorry. Right here is like the part where he kind of skips through the rhythm. He goes, in the lowland light, I was free. And unlike where he kind of goes a little legato, I'm sorry, that's a musical term for like staying smooth, um, where he's very smooth and, and carries everything through with with this part. Um, in the lowland light, I was free. It just is, it just works and it's really very different kind of it kind of has like a, a childish um, vibe to it maybe a little bit like I I think about like the the kid kind of doing hopscotch and and kind of allowing the joy of being in love um, to oh man I missed a whole verse I just realized I missed a whole verse I'm gonna get let me get through the bridge and then we'll go back to the verse because I just remembered um sorry um so when I was kissing my baby, in the low lamp light, I was free. Heaven and hell were words to me. So the love of his baby, the love of his lover allows him, like heaven and hell are just words. He's not worried about what his actions have done. He's not worried about what else happens to him. When he's with her, they're fine. And that, that again, hopeless romantic, I'm into it. Um, so yeah, so like I said, I skipped a verse. So we're going to go back and do, talk about verse two. Um, so he goes through the chorus twice, or Goes through the course once, sings, um, no grave can hold my body down, I'll crawl home to her, and then he goes back in with vocals. Boys, when my baby found me, I was three days on a drunken sin. I woke with her, I woke with her walls around me, nothing in her room but an empty crib. So, um, lots of images here. Obviously, um, you can take Hozier at face value here and say he was drunk when he found her, and he had just been um, in debauchery and all of a sudden he met her and like everything changed. He can be, um, he can be like referencing actually like just how bad his life was. And like, there was like specifically three days that it got really bad. And then he met her. I don't know. That is totally up to interpretation. I think that's another part that you can kind of apply personally. Um, he comes to with her in her house, her taking care of him the empty crib thing is kind of weird. I saw it going kind of a bunch of different ways. Um, somebody went as far as to say that he, that she had a kid with somebody else and that somebody else took the kid and left. I think I'm going to lean towards the side of the empty crib is like what Hozier's getting out of. Like she babied him to take care of him and then like he got out of the crib and that was all that was there was the empty crib. Um, I, I mean, I don't know why you don't say bed, but maybe that he's trying to point out like how immature he was at that point. Um, and this is kind of a meta like realization song, realization expression. Uh, the second part of the verse, second verse, um, and I was burning with a fever withdrawals, pretty straightforward. And I didn't care much how long I lived. He was ready to go. Um, it didn't matter. Um, but I swear I thought I dreamed her. She never asked me once about the wrong I did. So here is some interesting ideas. It kind of, um, in my mind, brings about this idea again of does she reciprocate the feelings he's experiencing? Is she just taking care of him? Is it just a nurse like at a clinic? Like he got taken to a clinic after being drunk for three straight days. Um, does, Does she even exist if she didn't ask him about what um, what she, what he did in his life, does, does that, is that love real? 
Is he just saying this story to boost morale of the other people on whatever work group he's in? Um, it, it just, uh, this is kind of where the, the ideas can kind of run through your head. I, I have always accepted that this is just a guy singing about a girl that he loves. Um, and then you allow, you can allow your brain to fill in the story and kind of write your own narrative, write your own context for the reason that the song's being sung. But I think overall, just the love that he feels for this person, that's how, I can relate to it. I've easy easiest I've easily related to it. I have no idea how to say what I'm trying to say here. I have most easily related to this song when I think about it as a guy singing about how much he loves a girl and or a, and expanding that how much a person loves another person. Um, this is not about a love for sports. This is not about a love for a, a hobby. This is not about a love for anything else. This is one person to another, one human to another. This is, this is how I feel about you. And I think it's a beautiful song. Like I said, this is not your kid's song. This is a song that, and this is not a song that you have to experience a bad breakup or a solid relationship. I think you can feel the very beginnings of those emotions and then listen to this song and be like, whoa, like there's a deeper level level here. And let Hozier kind of guide you through that. And again, check out his whole album. There, It's full of love songs. Some of them are a little like, I mean, like, yeah, I guess you're right, dude. But like, there's got to be a different way to say that. Um, just some trippy, just some kind of trippy stuff. But overall, very good. I highly recommend checking this guy out. His stuff, his work is phenomenal. Um... Yeah, the chorus ends so back to where we were. The chorus ends the song. When my time comes around, lay me gently in the cold, dark earth. No grave can hold my body down. I'll crawl home to her. Just, again, hopeless romantic in me. Oh, it's so cute. So good. Um, it's not cute. It is heavy. It is It is real. And and if you hopefully you've listened to it by now. If you haven't, listen to it now and get the weight of Hozier's voice shining through and you understand his feelings and, and what he truly is willing. You can feel he doesn't have to say what he's willing to go through. You can feel it. Um, and it's an incredible track. So I appreciate you guys uh, coming back for another episode. Again, um, working on some stuff with some friends and getting some stuff around for more episodes. I appreciate hearing from you guys. If you're wherever you're listening to the show, please leave a review. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review. Uh, reach out to me on Instagram at one hit pod. The I and the Z O are one and zero. And, uh, yeah, email me. Uh, I've got a Gmail. I'll hook it up. I've got it hooked up on anchor. Contact me through anchor, whatever. Um, I love hearing from you guys. I love hearing the encouragement. I love hearing song ideas and we're getting there. So I appreciate you guys supporting the show. I appreciate you guys being here for another episode and, uh, look forward again to talk to you real soon. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.